Three, two, one, and we are back. And we're talking about today and yesterday and tomorrow, mm-hmm. <laughs> 13 of the 13 most effective lead sources for you to do at least 23 transactions in 2023. And as many of you, tens of thousands of you are longtime listeners to this podcast, you know, we are really going to uh, focus in on how to generate listing leads. Listings are where it's at. Listings are where it's always been at. And listings where are where it'll always be at. With listings, you get leverage. With listings, you actually can create a duplicatable, scalable business unlike working primarily with buyers. And if you're not sold on that yet, you will be after you listen to today's podcast. So without any further delay, Julie Harris, do you want to get to the first point? And again, these are effective lead sources. We're going to drill down. We're going to give you this list. You guys write these down. Um, and then we'll leave breadcrumbs so you can do some further exploration so you can learn how to do this yourself. And by the way, do notice, sorry, Julie, okay. do notice that none of these lead sources will cost you any money. Best part. That's right. And so the best lead source of all is a listing. And so that's why we're talking about how to get listings. Well, that was really, that's kind of big. You, uh, that's the spoiler. For that's all three the summary. Days. That's the summary. <laughs> so if you don't want to listen anymore, that's it. Well, and we expressed that to you hopefully effectively yesterday. The reason the best lead source is always a listing is because with that listing, you will uh, simply follow our, our listing process. You will generate more listings from that listing. Even if the bar market were to become a real stark buyer's market, then you can possibly imagine everything comes from listings. Here, you want me to prove it to you? What would Zillow be if they couldn't advertise listings? What would Realtor.com be if it couldn't advertise listings? Nothing. So why don't you do what they're doing? Get listings. Then then you indeed will become your own lead generator. Hopefully some of you are having a light bulb go off. (laughs) Get on the other side of the equation. Get on the listing side of the business and then you'll have leverage. And for those of you who've been sold into believing that you have to pay your dues or sell a bunch of houses to a bunch of buyers and those buyer leads that you paid for. And then eventually those buyers will become sellers for you. For all of you who believe stuff like that, stop believing stuff like, cause it's absolutely not true. There's never been a better time to become a listing agent. I would venture a guess in the last 20 years, better time, meaning more opportunity because you're going to have less competition, less skilled competition because 74%, almost 75% of all the agents in the uh, United States, at the very least, have never sold in a balanced market or a transitioning market, let alone a buyer's market. So if you get ahead of the curve and you learn how to be a powerful listing agent, you will have an unfair advantage. And that advantage will last you probably at least one, two, maybe even three years in your marketplace. Um, and then eventually the marketplace will catch up and you know other agents will have learned what they didn't know. And they too will then start chasing after sellers. But we are definitely in a different market cycle. So you've got to get your skills on and focus on point number one. Because frankly, if we are, Julie and I, are to get back into selling real estate, this is the first thing absolutely positively we would do to build our listing inventory, Julie. Yes, there's a reason that it is at the top of the list, and that is expired listings. Longtime podcast listeners should not be surprised by that fact. Expired listings. Now, why is that? There's four little points for you, really big points under this heading for you to write down your notes. First one is they clearly want to sell, and many of them have to sell, especially in a transitioning market. These are the exact listings you're looking for, the motivated sellers who are coachable, who will do what you ask them to do. Now, you made a point yesterday, you were talking about a pie shop having, you know, you have to go find your customers and convince them 
that it, they don't just want pie, but they want your pie. Well, expireds have their hand in the air saying, I want you, I need you, I need your help, please sell my house. That's the ultimate fallacy of marketing and branding and really even social media for the sake of generating uh, real estate leads. That's ultimately the ultimate fallacy of buying buyer leads is because in your marketplace right now, and I challenge you guys to take this seriously, go to your MLS, search in your entire MLS the number of expireds in the last 12 months. In some cases, you're going to come up with thousands. In some cases, tens of thousands, depending on LA, for example, depending on how big your market is. And you will soon discover, or hopefully you'll have the thought go off in your head that why am I buying leads? Why am I trying to brand my way into convincing people I'm you know, successful or I'm the go-to real estate agent? Why am I believing all these things? Is it because I just want to be an influencer or I want to be famous? That is true for some of you. Or is it because I actually want to generate um, you know, leads so that I can sell those houses and make money? A vast majority of you, I assume that's the reason you got into real estate, to help people and make money, right? So you're going to do a search in the MLS. You're going to find, in some cases, thousands and thousands of expired leads. If you're searching for a lead, there they are. And to Julie's first point, those are sellers who clearly want to sell their home. Uh, those are sellers that clearly want to list with an agent. They were listed with an agent before. What else do you know, Julie? Well, and they're not covered up by anything. They're not having to double opt-in, live in your database and your drip system for the next two years until maybe they happen to cost you. Oh, well, I don't know if this is one of your points. Oh, yeah, it is one of your okay. points, so I'll stop talking. That's okay. So, again, they clearly want to sell, and many have to sell. The next point under expireds is you know what the, the wrong price is probably. Not always. We used to take some at the same price, and they would still sell. It depends on your st your comps, right? Well, people ask how we sold 100 homes our first year in a buyer's market when we were in our early 20s in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Well, hey, guess what, guys? Expires and for sale by owners. There's the answer. That's right. Now, he here's what I did always like about that. Even though sometimes you would put them back on the market at their old price, you at least know that it's been market tested, and you at least have some feedback. So your CMA, your comparative market analysis, generally is much easier with an expired. That's an advantage, saves you time. Next, the agent that you would have competed against, the, you know, the one they thought would get the job done. The center of influence and past client agent. Almost always. The agent that they play tennis with, the agent that maybe even sold them the house. Who already knew them, is now out of the picture. That's easier for you. It's generally less competitive and advantage by, you. And right. And by the way, believe it or not, that is going to be your primary competitor. Uh, but you have the advantage of, you know, politely and with respect and with love, pointing out to the seller, why would you list the house with the old agent um, when obviously they probably tried everything they knew to get that's the home a script, sold? That's by the way. Right. That's part of a script anyway. Mm -hmm. So this is all, all these are scripts are just, all they are is organized conversations. And, and if you learn what to say and how to say it, we know that, uh, you know, the number two reason that you guys join our coaching program, number one is for lead generation. We're giving that to you now. Number two is because you know, you're smart enough to know that once you generate the lead, you know, need to know what to say and how to say it. Right. Yes. And so this is where it all comes down to. So why are some of you seduced with doing marketing, advertising, branding, and believing that that's going to essentially, you know, make the world rain leads on you? It's because again, a vast majority of the agents out there haven't realized that the world is full of opportunity. There are no shortage, especially in a transitioning market like this, of expired listings, up for sale by owners, of people that you can actually go and directly contact, proactively reach out to and get their business. You don't have to make a bunch of TikTok videos of you having lunch in order to get those people to want to do business with you, you know what to say, you know how to say it, you have an organized professional approach, and you directly proactively contact them, you will get the listing. This is a proven system that has worked in all, market, uh, in all markets, in all price ranges. 
This is not new. This has been around since the, you know, the first caveman decided to list his cave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the caveman Fizbo turned. Well, well, yeah. well why though? Because it works. It does work. But, it's, it's obvious. But like, Julie, you come up with an argument right now. Mm-hmm. And it, it, no one has. And, you know, I know this is a straw man argument, right? It's okay. But come up with an argument why in a market where there's so many expires, where there's so few agents that know how to do anything other than mail letters to the expires, why an agent wouldn't take the time knowing, and they fully well know that that's the best opportunity mm-hmm. in real estate. They fully well know that this is an opportunity that's going to create leverage because they're going to be able to take lots of listings and they'll have massive momentum, not just into the next year, but all the years that follow. Why would an agent want to do it? Well, I think the only reason really is that they have a fear of the unknown, which is the result of not knowing what to say, how to say it, how to deal with something like, well, I'm just going to list with my previous agent. Well, there's a way to handle that so that you end up with not just the appointment, but with the listing. So I think that it's not, for some, it's not knowing what you don't know. For others, it's the knowing that they don't know and being a little intimidated by that and thinking it's probably harder than it is. I think really, and I agree with everything you said, um, and after coaching agents for, you know, 20 years, I think really what my conclusion is, is that there are a lot of people that just aren't that serious about their real estate businesses. Well, that's okay. They, because because if you were, if you were truly serious about helping people and making money- All over this, would why, you? Why would, you would be like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard before. You're telling me there's a free list of actual sellers that actually have their homes for sale or yeah. want to sell their homes and you know what, and they've already proven their willingness to pay a commission, which was one of your points, <laughs> and to hire a real estate agent. You know what the price isn't. You know that the my primary competitor, which would have been their center of influence past client list agent is no longer in the running most likely and if you're not realizing that that is the single best opportunity in real estate right now and you think that you would rather go off and you know do a bunch of direct mail or something you got to ask yourself why is it you're not going directly after the business and julie just said the answer it's because you're not confident knowing what to say or you've got mindset issues with regards to what your role in real estate is your role in real estate is to be a problem solver and the problems that you have to solve in this marketplace are wonderfully clear Get the house sold. Yes, and they're becoming more and more clear with the shifting market. So to stay on expired just for a second longer, the seller with an expired will typically correct negative feedback and reprice the home in most cases, creating a quick sale. If you look in your daily hot sheet, the average number of days on the market for a relisted expired listing is always very low. So some, especially the new or newer agents will argue, well, why would I want to list it if somebody else couldn't sell it? Well, we've just demonstrated many of those reasons. It's almost it's often price, but sometimes it can be some of the things from a previous podcast where we talked about 12 ways to sell your listing faster, but that's a different podcast. And are we suggesting that you proactively lead generate or you passively lead generate? Proactive means that you go directly to the seller and you have a direct conversation with the seller, or are we suggesting you spend a bunch of money on social media marketing, branding, and whatnot to try to seduce that seller into reaching back at and contacting well, you? Well, they will already relist with somebody else and get it sold before they even think about responding to any of that. So, so I'm asking you guys to ask yourself that question. You're hearing Julie and I talk about expireds. You're realizing what we're saying is true. You're now trying to figure out a way to avoid doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You're doing everything in your power right now, mental gymnastics, to try to figure out how to shortcut, game, 
figure out some sort of, you know, way to make it so you don't actually have to learn skills. You don't actually have to make yourself uncomfortable. You don't actually have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. So here's my advice to you. Don't even try. Honestly, don't start because you're just going to waste your money and waste your time. And you're going to end up at the other side of that bridge being very frustrated. And then you're going to rationalize expireds weren't for me. Expireds are for you. You just have to go after expireds in, in the correct way. And it's not that difficult, guys. It just truly is not that difficult, especially now. Here, think of it this way. If you think going after expireds is hard, so are all your competitors. If you're afraid to have pro direct proactive conversations with, you know, prospecting conversations with sellers, so are all your competitors. So if everyone else is not doing it and they're gravitating towards the passive stuff, you go the opposite direction and you're going to find opportunity everywhere. That's the reason that number one thing that Julie and I would do if we were selling real estate again would absolutely 100% be expired listings. Last year, it also would be expired listings, but there are a hell of a lot fewer expired listings than there are now. <laughs> well, so you can hear the excitement in our voices. And by the way, we did, we're not just saying if we were in, you know, selling today, we actually did do everything that we talked about. And some of our greatest, I think, victories in real estate that gave us a lot of skill and success were as a result of expired, you know, it, it, there's a whole section in Premier Coaching, so I, we can't really get into it on this podcast you know, but there, you know, you can go after new construction expireds, small builder expireds. You can, you know, relist entire subdivisions. That's going on right now. You and I, when we moved, we moved from an average sale price in Columbus and we moved out to this area called New Albany Country Club. New Albany Country, which is Julie and I had this epiphany. We can go from an average sale price in Columbus or we can move out to a place where the average sale price is four or five times the average sale price. And we thought, huh. Same work, more money. Same work, more money. Well, that's not a difficult decision to make. Yeah. Then we thought, well, they don't know us. We don't have any branding. We didn't go to the same schools. We, you know. Didn't grow up in the country club. Exactly. We had no social connections, no social ties. But what we did know how to do is we were really good at going after expireds. And what was happening in that marketplace? Lots of expireds. What did we do? You guessed it. We went after expireds and we started taking listings. And who were we uh, competing with? Just as we just told you, the previous listing agent mm -hmm. who they played tennis with, who obviously didn't know how to get the property sold because it's been listed with them for six months or 12 months. They didn't get it, it get, didn't get the property sold. One of the best expired opportunities, and this will hopefully open your minds again, this shows all about light bulbs going off, is upper end expireds. Yes. Upper end expireds are the very thing that most of you are petrified of going after, but they represent the best opportunity. And what's your mindset issue with regards to upper end expireds? We have found in coaching for the past two decades that most agents will only do transactions that are in the same price range spectrum of the house they live in. Or lower. Or lower, right. So most of you, if you don't live in a you know three or four or five or $6 million house, you're not going to feel comfortable going in and, you know, essentially working with the seller or, or even a buyer in that price range. You're going to gravitate towards things that are in your price range. You need to move past that mindset because I got news for you. The people in the more expensive homes are just like you. Matter of fact, they're more like you than they than you think because a lot of them are going to be successful small business owners. Yes. A lot of them are going to have been successful because like you, they're pulling themselves up from their bootstraps. That's the reason Julie and I were successful in New Albany is because they were essentially not given a lot of options other than working with the country club agents, as we used to call them. And then Julie and I rolled to town. They thought, well, you know what? I started my business, you know, 40, 50 years ago, or my, you know, my dad, grandfather started it. And the characteristics of, you know, Tim and Julie being hardworking and actually trying to proactively Proactive. earn my business, they loved it. And they'll love it with you guys as well. You know, this is the reason ultimately when you see somebody or you see agents that move away from the pack, they have abnormally fast 
uh, a growth in their real estate practices, it's simply because they're willing to do what other people aren't willing to do when other people aren't willing to do it. And if you just accept that, you will find there's opportunity everywhere. That's right. And so here's the thing. If you like the podcast, here's what you'll love about coaching, because look at it this way. Let's say that you get to be okay about expired. You know, let's say that you implement 50% of what we're talking about. You sign up for coaching, you get your scripts going, and you list only one per month. That's half of your goal of 23 minimum transactions in 2023. Times your average net commission to you, you can do the math. Now, look at it this way. Here's what we do in coaching. We teach you how to take that expired listing, systematize the open house plan that you've heard about on previous podcasts, Hot rod your real estate sign, your home brochures, make sure you have a killer pre-listing package so there's no chance you're going to lose that listing. Make sure you know how to pre-qualify so you're in front of the right sellers, and then that's when the fun begins to me. But we can't do that on a podcast because that's a lot of moving parts, right? Well, exactly. And so for those of you, what should be all of you, that are ready to take the next natural step in your real estate careers and become a premier coach and client... It is easy and it is free. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. If you're outside of the continental United States, we have um, uh, coaching members in, I think, seven different countries now. You can just go to PremierCoaching.com, PremierCoaching.com. We're picking up clients in Dubai and Italy and Australia and Guam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're ready to join Premier Coaching, which all of you should be, especially since it does not cost you anything to join, just text the word Premier to four. Seven three seven two, or just go directly to premiercoaching.com. And yes, it does include a daily semi-private coaching call. In other words, you today can get on a coaching call with one of our Harris certified coaches, and you can be in the community of like-minded folks that are seeing this market as one of the greatest opportunities of their personal and, and well, their business, but certainly maybe even their personal lives. So beware you want to be and consider becoming a premier coaching member, take action now, text the word premier to 47372, or just go to premiercoaching.com. Remember when texting message and data rates may apply. All right. So the second thing, if Julie and I were to get mm -hmm. back into selling real estate that we absolutely 100% would do. And if you don't do this, this will become the single greatest regret of your real estate career, Julie Harris. 100%. And I could talk about expireds all day, but let's talk about point number two. We could. Yes. Okay. Your past clients and your sphere of influence. So even if you're freshly licensed and you don't have a lot of past clients or even no past clients, you still have a center of influence. These two go into the same bucket known as your database, otherwise known as your database. Statistically, when you have a regular and real conversations with your lists, 10% minimum of that list will either do business with you or refer business to you every year. This could be 10 of your 23 listings if you have 100 people in your database and you speak, and here's the catch, you speak with them regularly at least once per quarter, but ideally once per month. Don't get mad when other agents list your past clients if you're not making the effort. Here's the fallacy with having a business who, and a lot of you guys are believing this is your way forward. A lot of you are very attracted to center of influence and past client marketing. A lot of you think that that's going to be your home run. That's all you have to do. Pumpkin pies in November and the whole thing. So here's what actually happens. Your business in markets like this is going to suffer needlessly. Why? Because your centers of influence and past clients are not going to be a deep enough uh, pawn for you to generate enough business. Why? Because guess what? Your centers of influence and past clients are another agent centers of influence and past clients list. Yeah, it's you're not the only one who knows them. Exactly. And you're not the only, and we tell this story and we try to make, tell the story so you guys are laughing. 
but it's not really funny. It's kind of sad. But we've heard multiple times uh, that agents will, for example, invest some cases thousands of dollars in pumpkin pies and deliver pumpkin pies in November or December or whenever. And that's great, right? And, you know, we had friends that were um, actually, um, yeah, friends, uh, agents that were buying pallets of pumpkin pies from Costco. And then they were uh, having the agents come or the, the homeowners come by their houses, I'm sorry, office, and then collecting the pumpkin pie and the whole thing. Now, here's the problem. A lot of you are going to drop off pumpkin pies. Uh, and what you're going to discover is there's agents doing the same thing. Or a lot of you are going to do a direct mail campaign. There's agents doing the same thing. A lot of you are going to start doing these tchotchke deliveries. And you're going to soon discover the same agents doing the exact same thing. So the story goes... That there was, you can tell the raccoon story. Well, yeah. So, uh, you know, agents keep on dropping off these pies and things on the front porch. And guess what? One of them called, one of the homeowners called and said, you know, that's, are you talking about the raccoon story? Well, yeah, the raccoon stories. But here's the, there was two stories. The yeah. one was where the raccoon, basically the person, the agent didn't take the time to knock on the door and actually give the pumpkin pie. The agent was like dropping off pies and running because run. they didn't actually want to have a conversation. So they left the pie. Yeah, and the, uh, the their past client said, you know, thanks for what I think was a pie, but it's kind of all over my porch now. It seems that the raccoons had quite the party last night. So you want to come over and clean that up? <laughs> exactly. But the other story, and we've heard this multiple times, you guys have probably heard these stories as well, is the agent does deliver the pie, does take the time to knock on the door, does want to have a conversation with the seller. And then you walk to the door and sure enough, you find out the seller has had three or four pies also delivered the same day from other agents. They that... are the pie, the pie seller now. <laughs> exactly. So the seller is kind of saying, well, thank you for the pumpkin pie, but I think we're good. We're at capacity now. Right. So here's the thing that you have to understand. The people that are doing a lot of the, you know, Popeyes, there's nothing wrong with that. Delivering gifts, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Making phone, but those things take time and obviously they cost money in a lot of cases. What we are advocates of is doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing. And what everyone else is doing, when everyone else is doing that type of passive stuff, the mailers and such, you need to do the proactive stuff, which means picking up the phone and having a meaningful conversation with that homeowner. And the conversation that you're going to have is generally speaking, not going to be really anything about uh, business, not prominently about business. It's not going to be you asking really directly for business is you're going to be delivering something of value. And these are scripted conversations, obviously. And in our scripts, we want you to memorize the script, but what we really want you to do is internalize the, internalize the script and personalize the script. We want you to get to the personalization part after you've done the memorization part. So when you read one of our scripts, it reads like a conversation because that's all really a script Questions is. Questions and predictable answers. Exactly. We want you to ingest that. We want you to, you know, memorize it so you remember in which order the you know the questions are asked. And then we want you to personalize it so that it feels like you're to the point where you don't even remember where you originally heard the script. That's when you've truly, you know, arrived at a level of script ma script mastery. But the only way you're going to do that is if you actually start using professional scripts. And here's the thing. You're using scripts now, but they're ones that you, you know, sock together and you don't know, you've, you know, you're not realizing the scripts you're using are not that effective. And the only way you realize they're not effective was when you don't get the business. So just keep your mind open to the fact that in a marketplace like this, it's an opportunity for you to upgrade your skill set. But centers of influence and past clients are definitely the second thing we'd focus on if we were to get back in the business. We want you to do the same thing. But please do not make the mistake of thinking that centers of influence and past clients are the thing that you should be building your business on because your business will eventually slow down. And I'm getting, we're noticing mm -hmm. when you guys sign up for Premier Coaching, we survey you. 
And we're seeing a lot of agents who are mirroring exactly what I just said. Their center of influence and past client-based business has slowed down, mm -hmm. and now they're looking to learn how to proactively lead generate. So learn from the mistakes of others, um, and then you guys will essentially avoid the pain and suffering that they've had to learn by having maybe a slower year than they otherwise would have had. Learn how to be a proactive lead generator. But your first spoke in this market should be expired listings. Your second spoke should be centers of influence and past clients. Julie, what do I mean by spokes? Well, okay. So spokes in the wheel analogy, some of you guys are familiar with this, but for those of you who are not, imagine you are putting together a bicycle. And of course, bicycles have wheels and those wheels have spokes. You're assembling those wheels and you notice that you've got to have more than one spoke because if you have only one, maybe you get lazy, maybe you bought your, your bike from Ikea and you're not following the instructions. You got one spoke, but you're going to try it out anyway. And you know, you can go kind of slow, but anytime you hit a bump, a pebble, anything in the road, what's going to happen? You're going to wipe out. So the wheel represents your sources of lead generation, right? And if you have one spoke, obviously your wheel's not going to have very much structural integrity, which means you figured it all out by now. When you hit that pebble in the road, your spoke, your wheel's going to collapse. Which could be the market shift. That's a pretty big pebble in the road. And those of you who've had, you know, been one spoke wonders, centers of influence to past clients, you've been doing that because generally speaking, it's passive business that hasn't required a lot of skill because you're focusing on people you know or people that know you and it's not really a sales conversation for the most part will involve a very low level of rejection and that's fine we want you doing that as well but realize that is your primary spoke is a mistake a very uh, well you know successful balanced business any kind of business is going to have five maybe even seven spokes why because let's say for example your spokes are expired centers of influence and let's say you've got some other things now, you could have, for example, your, like the market maybe 18 months ago, there weren't a lot of expireds. And if your whole business was predicated on expired listings, there weren't a lot of expireds, you are going to run into some problems. You guys get the point here? Don't be a one-spoke wonder. Julie, let's get to the next point. That's exactly right. Okay, so point number three, another favorite of ours and a big section in our coaching with Premier Coaching, new build salespeople. And there are many levels to prospecting them proactively generation. Now, who are new build salespeople? Some of you don't know. These are the salespeople who sit in the builder's model homes and write up all those new construction contracts. Use our new construction plan, if you're a premier coaching member, to meet those new build reps and get all of their resale referrals. That's one of the easiest ways to get that going. When somebody builds with them and they have a home to sell, what happens to that lead? Well, this is a fantastic lead source because you can have one new build salesperson contact who sends you multiple leads per year. What if you had five new build salespeople relationships? Well, and some of you are going to, depending on your market, are going to be able to get those new build relationships with even the biggest builders because guess what? They're all listing their properties now. But the real honey hole are the small and medium sized builders. And if you really want to drill down, uh, look for the small, medium sized upper end or luxury builders. Uh, those are going to be the ones that are frankly going to be the most cooperative, especially in a marketplace like this to do business. We're not going to get into it on the podcast, but there's very specific, very proven strategies for getting those new build, new builders to want to list their properties with you. And I know in the past market that frankly, a lot of the builders have been rather 
let's say, uh, abusive to agents. Yes. And not now. Now commissions are going up. Now everything, all the incentives. It's full circle, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it funny? You know, I was on, um, I was on scanning on Instagram and it was hilarious the number of memes that agents are putting up where the new builds are new. The new builders are now like, you know, oh, you know, last year we were paying you nothing. We we're going to give you a pat on the back and saying, thank you for bringing yeah. your buyer by. But now we're going to give you, you know, an 8% commission plus a trip to Tahiti. I know. And bonuses for not just you, but also your buyers. And exactly. if you're in contract by the end of the year, we'll give you this much more. Stop by during, you know, one to three and we'll rub your feet. <laughs> exactly. It's funny how that, and we've seen that before. Of course. You know, that's indicative of a changing market. But, you know, when you're in Premier Coaching, we the new construction section literally takes you from the easiest way to create business from new construction on up to the most advanced. So the, the, the bottom level, the easiest that everybody can do, because you're not asking for the listing itself, you're talking to the sales reps, getting referrals of that resale, which are listings, but you're not asking to work for the builder. Okay, so then the last is, you know, actually working like the Kenmores do with development and land, and they're not just li- well, he- selling the land, but they're, and Heath Moulton too. Yeah, well, let me tell you, the, but here he is again with the realities of a changing market. Heath, um, I don't remember the exact number of homes he sold last year, uh, but they're all new construction. A vast majority of them were, I think it was like 500 or something. Tons. Yeah, tons. Mm-hmm. And this is in Inkeny, Iowa, okay? And it was Dr. Horton. And, no, it wasn't Dr. Horton. It was the mid-tier builders. It wasn't the big, KB you know. and stuff like that. Ex- no, even smaller than that. Okay. It was these localized mid-sized builders. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? They are now having to lower the prices. And a lot of these mid-sized builders don't have the margin to lower the prices. So now he's in this situation where this builder that he's been getting a lot of this business from, there's two of them, they might be having some financial problems, which might result in the house's you know, either being fire sold or somehow going back to the lender. You guys get the point here? Now, but Heath is still the listing agent. Heath right? is still the listing agent, but the reality of it is, is that is a business that was built on one spoke, yes. one very large spoke, and now I'm, you know, helping him work through the realities of this new market. And he but needs but to- that's an example of somebody becoming, uh, and it was good while it lasted, right. but he's very dependent on that one spoke. Which is why we're, we are presenting to you not just one or two spokes, but 13 in this podcast series. You know, Julie, uh, we should have told these guys earlier where to get expired leads. The source that Julie and I are huge endorsers of, supporters of, that works really great in all markets and all, you know, just all price ranges is Red X. And Red X has agreed to give all of you guys a pretty substantial discount because you're podcast listeners. And it's very simple. Just text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. Text the word RED, R-E-D, as in the color, to 47372. And when you do, we'll text you back um, a link, and then you click that link, and I think you save 150 bucks. Well, what they do is they go into your MLS for you, they search for the new expireds. They find out all the phone numbers of the, you know, the expired sellers. They'll find multiple phone numbers, cell phone numbers even. They'll make sure the house isn't listed, uh, hasn't been relisted. They'll give you the listing history. Then they even take it to the next level. They'll actually tee up all those phone numbers and all those sellers so that you just sit in front of your computer, you use our scripts, you hit call, and then you start dialing those, uh, the system starts dialing those sellers for you. And you essentially start having these direct proactive conversations. Now, I know some of you are are using or will want to use, um, you know, essentially delegate making those calls. And here's the problem. Just want to give you a little coaching on that. There's nothing necessarily wrong with hiring um, a, a VA of sorts to make those prospecting calls for you, except this. They're not going to be very good at it ever. I've never, ever seen, I'm sure there's examples out there, but it's incredibly rare for someone to actually be very good at, I'm sorry, a, a VA an ISA 
to basically be good at uh, prospecting. Now you can hire tens of thousands of them and you can have them all calling and the sheer numbers will make it work, but nothing is going to be as effective as you knowing how to do it at a high level. And then if you want to delegate it, then you delegate it. The problem is what most of you do because you don't want to do what you don't want to do at the highest level is you say, well, I get, Tim and Julie have sold me on expired. So I'm going to join their coaching program and get their scripts. And then I'm going to hire somebody to do what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it at the highest level. Which I don't actually know how to do because I haven't actually done it, which makes it impossible for you to hold that person accountable. If that person was good at, if that person is good at setting appointments for you, even if they are in the Philippines, for example, why would they be willing to work with you? Couldn't they just generate those leads themselves and then refer those or sell those leads to agents? Why would they want to be working for you for some medial wage? It doesn't make sense, right? Julie's point, if you're going to delegate something, the first thing you need to do is make sure you know how to do it at the highest level. Otherwise, how are you going to hold that person accountable? How are you going to know when you're listening to the calls, if you even bother listening to their calls, whether or not they said the right thing or did the right thing? You won't because you've never done it. So the strongest advice we have for all of you is learn how to do expired listings and the other things we're suggesting to you at the highest level. And then if you want to expand it, if you want to scale it, then hire an ISA. But, but you probably don't even have to, especially you with won't. today's average sale price. How many deals do you have to do? But I mean, right there, Julie just said it. If you guys had three listings or five listings or 10 listings at all times, even in this market, there's going to be half of them or a third of them they're going to sell every month. And if your average commission is $10,000, you know, do the math. If you had 10 listings at all times, three sell per month, average commission is $10,000, you are making $30,000 And that's month. not even counting the buyer sides that you'll spin off. So why are you making it so complicated? Just do it yourself. Learn how to do it yourself. And if you do want to essentially have some backups, maybe, you know, you want to expand your market or whatever, and you don't have, you want to set aside two hours a day to actually proactively do it yourself, and you want to expand to a new market, you know, it's okay. Hire an ISA, but understand they're never going to be as effective as you. And the idea, and a lot of you are trying to think that you can proactively lead generate by hiring someone to do the heavy lifting for you. It always fails. And it fails for obvious reasons that you guys should find self-evident. But the number one source what we strongly suggest you go after for expired listings is going to be RedX. So text the word RED to 47372. Click the link. They give you a great discount. That's where all of you should start. And next. they can they can also help with this next one, which is number four for sale by owners. Okay, so you need phone numbers for them as well. When the market is hot, like it has been, there were always lots of unrepresented owners. And there's even more. A lot of the FISBOs now are expireds who nobody called them. And they, they just turned to doing it on their own. Owners who need your help, they literally have a, you know, help wanted sign in their yard. Most of them give up on the process if it's not sold in the first two weekends. There are luxury priced unrepresented owners in today's market as well. This is a great opportunity because many of them have also not yet bought, could build with you or downsize or upsize and purchase with you. That's a... a Little known fact, right? Every agent thinks about it for sale by owner and expired as one transaction. Oftentimes, there are two or three transactions. And most for sale by owners, I forget the statistic, it's over 90% end up listing with an agent anyway. Yes. And why do they list with, why do they go FISBO in the first place? And you guys will raise eyebrows when I say this, <laughs> but do your own homework on this. It's because they don't know an agent. That's why. They literally will say that. Well, I, you know, I didn't really know. They either say, I didn't know anybody or I didn't know anybody I could trust. I wanted to try it on my own. I wanted to see if I could save money on my own. But, you know, that's kind of exhausting. Most people really like their weekends. 
And if it didn't sell right away, if they didn't hit the jackpot, luck out that first weekend, it's not really sustainable for a normal person, especially somebody who's working during the week. And again, this is all a scripted, proven approach, but I'm just having all the FISBO scripts uh, pop into my mind (laughs) right now. And guys, it's not that difficult. A lot of you think, well, maybe in the past seller's market, the sellers were a little cocky. And now the sellers are going to be very, you know, weary of selling, trying to sell themselves in the first place. But if they do go and spend the $5 and buy a Home Depot, you know, for sale by owner sign, they're going to have a, uh, essentially a cutoff point, whether they'll admit it to you readily or not. We're going to show you how to say it, what questions to ask to find out how long, Mr. Seller, listen, and my, it, obviously you could sell this property yourself. You've priced it well. The house is in great condition. You're doing a really great job. Um, but Mr. Seller, how long have you given this property? Uh, how long have you given yourself to sell this property? You know, do you have a specific uh, time frame in mind? And then you're going to start discovering that for the most part, most for sale by owners may have given themselves 30 days or 45 days. And then there's an eminent deadline. Or Mr. Seller, let me just so that I'm clear, if I were to pop by with a buyer that wanted to purchase your price, all the you know stars align. No issues with inspection, no issues with appraisal, no issues with financing. Love the house. You love them. Everything was perfect. Mr. Seller, if that buyer popped by today um, and they wanted to close in the next 30 days or less, is that going to close? Is that going to create a problem for you? And they're going to say yes, no, maybe so. And if they say no, or if they say you guys, you know, whatever their answer is, then you're going to say, okay, well, fantastic. So just so that I'm clear, if I were to pop by with a buyer that wanted to purchase your house, you know, the buyer you're looking for, where are you going next? And then you're going to find their motivation. When you know the motivation of a seller, especially if there's a, uh, you know, essentially a, a date associated to it, you know, my new construction's done in three months. I have to be in Omaha in four months, those types of things. Mm-hmm. That is all, that is really 99% of getting a house listed once you know the seller's motivation. But you have to know what to say and how to say it in order to get the motivation out of the seller. And then remember to close. Right. Or you know what you could do? You could go on Facebook and you could uh, put up a bunch of cute videos on how you're the number one agent in the marketplace, even though you've never sold a house before. Assuming that they even know your name to search for you on Facebook or even use Facebook. You guys get it. I mean, do you guys get the asininity of the whole process or the, you know, the whole idea of being a passive lead generator in this marketplace? Be a proactive lead generator. Don't wait around to hopefully have all the social ne- uh, network and digital media stars align for you. Uh, just... Make it so that it's reliant on your doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. How would it feel, listeners, when you wake up in the morning, every single morning, you know you're going to turn on your computer, Red X will have filled your you know, inbox, really, with a bunch of opportunities for you, and every single day, you know it comes down to numbers. You know when you have seven conversations or 10 conversations using a scripted approach that you can set a pre-qualified listing appointment. Blows the mind, doesn't it? How much will you be attracted to then worrying about how to make a TikTok video if you know every single day you can set a pre-qualified listing appointment? Do you guys get it? Hopefully some of you do. Those of you who do are either in Premier Coaching or joining Premier Coaching, right? It's very clear. So Julie, um, open houses is your next point. Yes, this will be our final point today and we'll continue tomorrow. Okay, so another great resource is open houses. Refer to our podcast. I think it was a podcast series. How to not just sit in open house drives me crazy when agents say, I'm going to go sit in open house. It sounds passive, doesn't it? But how to monetize them. Our open house system and scripts are proven to generate a bare minimum 
of three closable buyers or sellers every time when you follow the system. It's all about choosing the right house, promoting the open house, using good scripts, and having relentless lead follow-up. Many of our coaching clients have spun this source up into a very predictable listing machine, otherwise known as a spoke, as we've discussed. If you've failed at open houses before, you're missing a key element of the system to actually make it work. I'm thinking about somebody like Tammy Irby in uh, Virginia. Every time she does an open house, she gets at least one closable listing lead because of how she works it. It's very systematized, it's very predictable, and oftentimes she gets well more than that. And this is all in Premier Coaching, guys. And it's all, it's a checklist, it's a proven system. Text the word Premier to 47372 or go to premiercoaching.com. Remember when texting, message and data rates may apply. So I was thinking about how I hear, hear agents sometimes kind of crapping on open houses and they'll mm-hmm. say, well, that's only something new agents do. Or that's very old school. Really, yeah. All right, let's think this through. So statistically, we know the best, most motivated buyers are uh, driving the neighborhoods in which they hope to find a house. So that means the best, most motivated buyers are searching not just for a house, but probably an agent to sell them the house. And statistically, what I just told you is true. So what are the other types of people uh, that are walking through open houses? Oh, I know the neighbors who are thinking about putting their houses for sale. And yet some of you actually believe that open houses aren't effective. If you've done open houses before and they're ineffective, it's because you haven't followed the simple, obvious rules. Like you maybe held an open house in a building that required 14 passcodes or three gates to get to the house. You throw out one sign in the front yard in the middle of the subdivision. Exactly. Or you held in a house open that nobody gives a, you know, no one's looking in that particular neighborhood. Open houses when done well are as effective as having a billboard. How much do you guys think a billboard in the center of say Los Angeles on the 405 <laughs> you re- has, you know, millions of cars pass a day. How much does a billboard like that cost per month? You know, millions and millions of dollars, right? When you have just a for sale sign, but when you have an open house with a for sale sign, with a bunch of, you know, open house directionals with your name on it, and you have it in a hot neighborhood, what the hell is that worth from a marketing perspective? What would, say, for example, Pepsi, Coke, or anybody else, you know, pay to have that kind of legal exposure in a residential community? Imagine if we were allowed as homeowners to put, you know, little mini billboards in our front yard and sell that space to local businesses. How much would your local <laughs> roofer pay Seriously. or your local pie maker pay or whatever to have a for, have a advertisement in the front yard of your house? I have news for you guys, thousands and thousands of dollars, right? Imagine that. And that's what an open house sign is. And yet some of you don't even put open house signs Oh, you don't do open houses, let alone put for sale signs in the yard. Because you can't be bothered. Right. Because you're too busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. It's lazy, lazy, lazy is what it is. Open houses, for sale signs, these things work and they're incredibly powerful. And they're one of the, frankly, these, you know, open houses and really effective, you know, we call them hot riding or uh, for sale sign. They're the two least expensive, most effective ways in most obvious ways for you to generate leads. But what does it require for you to be able to have the advantage of either one of those things? You have to have a listing. That's the reason we want you guys to become listing agents. Now, technically you can't hold another agent's house open. So there's that for those of you who are new agents. We teach them that in premier coaching. Exactly. So guys, listen, hopefully you're feeling motivated. 
I think that uh, I well, I'm pretty confident reading the survey results from all the new members. You guys joined Premier Coaching because you're looking for a very clear path forward. You're tired of all the noise and the stat static and which CRM conversation and all the stuff that's moving you away from actually the actual activities that make you money in real estate. If you want to know how to make money in real estate, here's a simple answer: A, become a listing agent. How do you do that? Have direct conversations with sellers, uh, you know, especially expired, frankly, about you know getting their homes sold. Why would you do all this other stuff in a marketplace where there's so many leads? How much do you think, How on average, Julie, mm -hmm. we know this, agents are paying $300 to $600 for a lead from Zillow. Just a buyer lead. A lead. A that, lead. That's not a closed transaction. That's a lead. A lead. Which, by the way, you don't own. Right, which they might be selling to other people, yes. which really is not necessarily ever going to be a transaction. Oh, did I mention it's a buyer lead? Who it's, may or may not even be qualified. Exactly. You guys get the point. And yet you can get ex you can get expired for sale by owners, notice default, all the other sources we teach you in Premier Coaching. You can get all these leads for free from your MLS, from the other databases we tell you guys to search. And those are what? Absolutely positively motivated sellers. Sellers are automatically going to be more valuable in a marketplace like this than buyers because you can yes. generate other business from them. You can get leverage from them. You can have a predictable, duplicatable business. If you had 10 listings at all times or five listings at all times, and you know statistically 20 or 30% of those are going to sell every month. Right now, it's probably more like 50% of them would sell every month. How would you feel having that level of consistency in your cash flow? It's something, frankly, it's a feeling most agents will never allow themselves to feel because they're not listening to this podcast. They're being you know, sold into believing they can do everything passively. And when you do things passively, you're waiting around for something to work. You're waiting around for that someone to call from your postcard. You're waiting around for someone to call from your social media poster. You're waiting around for someone to watch your YouTube video and hopefully then somehow magically find your contact information. Why do the waiting around? Why not proactively go after them? Look, I agree with you guys. In the past market, it was harder because there were fewer opportunities like this, but not now. So do the smart thing. Move forward. Absolutely positively become a proactive lead generator. Consider becoming a premier coaching client. Text the word premier to 47372 or just go simply go to premiercoaching.com. Guys, thank you for continuing to make this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. We'll talk with you on Welcome the show. Welcome to tomorrow. Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award winning real estate coaches and number one international best selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.